Why do you use an alarm clock, folks? To wake up. To wake up. And you know, you can be asleep in the natural, but you can be asleep in the spirit. And it's an hour in which we live in now that we need to say it. Wake up, wake up. Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 8. It says, For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. Finding out what is pleasing to the Lord. And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. For it is shameful even to speak of those things which are but done by them in secret. But all things are exposed and made manifest by the light, for whatever makes manifest is light. Therefore he says, now listen, Awake you who sleep, arise from the dead, and Christ will give you light. See that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. This morning, before we receive communion, I want to go through some scriptures. I'm going to read you some scriptures, especially from the message translation. We're going to delve into this subject a little more in detail. But today, I want you to examine yourself. Because before you com- do receive communion, you and I should what? Examine ourselves. Examine our hearts and see if we are in the faith. And so, as I read these scriptures and I give you this information today... On the inside, you need to search your heart and ask the Father areas in your life that you are sleeping. Spiritually lethargic. Some of us can hop out of bed in the morning. I'm not one of them. I roll out of bed groaning. How many of you roll? especially as you get a little bit older. But we, it's, it's sometimes you, you, you go from just waking up out of a sound sleep. Have you ever slept so hard and you wake up and it's, you're just groggy? Right? Well, that, you can be that way in the spirit. And I'll guarantee you, folks, we are living in a time in which we cannot afford to do any sleepwalking. We need to be awake, awake to righteousness and sin not. Look at your neighbor and say, wake up. See, what happens is we become too busy. We're all guilty of it. Every one of us here can become too busy. We can become too distracted. You can grow weary and tired of fighting daily battles. Or I hate to use this four-letter word, but you and I can become lazy. Boy, it's real quiet today. And a few couple of weeks ago, I, I knew I was going to do this, and I, I believe it was the Spirit of God. And 
It's not that we're in blatant, outright sin. But Christians today just don't care about an upcoming election. They don't care about some things. They become just, you know, oblivious to all that's going around them and and don't think about it. But I want you to wake up. I want to wake up and be alert spiritually. Amen? Now, look in your Bibles, if you would, to Matthew 25. Now, I'm going to go through here. I'm going to read some scriptures, some scriptural admonitions here about sleeping. Jesus talked about this. Then I'm going to read some of them from the message translation. Matthew 25, you all know about this. Matthew 25, the parable of the wise and foolish virgins. Matthew 25, and look at verse 1. It says, Then the kingdom of heaven shall be likened to ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were wise and five were foolish. And those who were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. But while the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight a cry was heard, Behold, the bridegroom is coming. Go out to meet him. And then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps And the foolish said to the wise, give us some of your oil, for your lamps are going out. But the wise answered, saying, no, lest there should not be enough for us and you, but go rather to those who sell and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom bridegroom came, and those who were ready, those who were ready, those who were ready, went in with him to the wedding, and the door was shut. Afterward, the other virgins came also, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Assuredly, I say to you, I do not know you. Watch, therefore, for you know not neither the day nor the hour in which the Son of Man is coming. They all slumbered and slept, but five were ready. Are you ready? Look at Mark 13. Mark 13. Mark chapter 13 and look at verse 32. The words of Jesus. And it says, but of that day and hour no one knows, even the angels in heaven are the Son, but only the Father. Take heed, take heed, watch and pray. Everyone say, take heed, watch and And pray, for you do not know when the time is. It is like a man going to a far country who left his house and gave authority to his servants to each his work and commanded the doorkeeper to watch. Watch, therefore, for you do not know when the master of the house is coming in the evening at midnight at the crowing of the rooster in the morning, lest coming, what's the next word? Suddenly, he finds you what? Sleeping. And what I say to you, I say to all, watch. Look at Luke. In fact, 
look, you can look there in Luke 21, but I'm going to read it to you from the message translation. Luke chapter 21. And verse 29, he told them a story, look at a fig tree, any tree for that matter. When the leaves begin to show, one one look tells you that summer is right around the corner. The same here, when you see these things happen, you know God's kingdom is about here. Don't brush this off. I'm not just saying this for some future generation, but for this one too. These things will happen. Sky and earth will wear out. My words won't wear out. Aren't you glad God's word won't wear out? But be on your guard. Don't let the sharp edge of your expectation get dulled by parties and drinking and shopping. Otherwise, that day is going to take you by complete surprise. Spring on you suddenly like a trap, for it's going to come on everyone, everywhere, at once. So whatever you do, don't go to sleep at the switch. Pray constantly that you will have the strength and wits to make it through everything that's coming and end up on your feet before the Son of Man. Good. I like that. Don't go to sleep at the switch. Listen, if you're praying, you're not sleeping. I said, if you're praying, you're not sleeping. So we need to pray. We need to be alert, sober-minded. Look at Romans 13. Romans 13. Again, I want to read it from the translation, or the the message translation. Romans 13. And this really applies. All that's going on right now, school starting, a lot of busyness. It says, but make sure that you don't get so absorbed and exhausted in taking care of all your day-to-day obligations that you lose track of the time and doze off oblivious to God. The night is about over, dawn is about to break. Be up and awake to what God is doing. Be up and awake to what God is doing. Harvest Church, be up and awake to what God is doing. God is putting the finishing touches on the salvation work He began when we first believed. We can't afford to waste a minute, must not squander these precious daylight hours in frivolity and indulgence, in sleeping around in dissipation, in bickering and grabbing everything in sight. Get out of bed and get dressed. Don't loiter and linger, waiting till the very last minute. Dress yourselves in Christ and be up and about. I like that. That's good. Look at uh, 1 Corinthians 15. You can jot these scriptures down and look them up and meditate on them later. 1 Corinthians 15.33. Do not be deceived. Evil company corrupts good habits. Awake to righteousness and do not sin. Awake to what? righteousness and do not sin for some do not have the knowledge of God I speak this to your shame then one more here in first Thessalonians chapter 5 in verse 5 <coughs> first Thessalonians 5 it says I'm going to start with verse 1 it says 
I don't think, friends, and I need to deal with the question of when all this is going to happen. You know as well as I that the day of the master's coming can't be posted on our calendars. He won't call ahead and make an appointment any more than a burglar would. About the time everybody's walking around complacently congratulating each other, we've sure got it made. Now we can take it easy. Suddenly everything will fall apart. Now we can... It says, now we can take it easy. Suddenly everything will fall apart. It's going to come as suddenly and inescapably as birth pangs to a pregnant woman. (laughs) Some women uh, go into labor for hours. I think this last one with Bia didn't take too long. It says, but friends, you're not in the dark, so how could you be taken off guard by any of this You're sons of light, daughters of day. We live under wide open skies and know where we stand, so let's not sleepwalk. I like this. That's why I'm reading it for the message. So let's not sleepwalk through life like those others. Well, you can say, well, so-and-so sleepwalking. Why Why can't I sleepwalk? No. Let's keep our eyes open and be smart. Well, that kind of says if your eyes are closed, you're an idiot. Right? Keep your eyes open spiritually. Be smart. Be wise. People sleep at night, get drunk at night, but not us. Since we're creatures of day, let's act like it. Walk out into daylight sober, dressed up in faith, love, and hope of salvation. God didn't set us up for an angry rejection, but for salvation by our master, Jesus Christ. He died for us, a death that triggered life. Whether we're awake with the living or sleep with the dead, we're alive with him. So we can't afford to be asleep in the realm of the spirit. How many of you know there's warning signs of when you're sick? There might be something wrong with you. Here are some warning signs for you and for me. If you want to know if you're suffering from spiritual lethargy, if you want to know today you're asleep, how many of you want to know if you're asleep spiritually? Those of you who don't, don't care or didn't raise your hand. How many of you want to know if you're... Gee, that's a sign right there if you don't raise your hand. Spiritually astute, awake. How many of you want to know? Loss of interest in reading the Scriptures. Loss of interest in reading the Bible. Loss of interest in prayer. Your prayer time's not what it used to be. Now listen, I'm not here to heap condemnation. We're all, we all, do we all go through seasons? We all go through seasons sometimes where it's tough reading, it's tough praying. But I'm saying today, just recognize that. As before, before we receive communion, recognize these areas in your life. Areas in my life that I need to make some adjustments. That's all I'm asking. God, his, his, he loves us. His mercy. He is good and his mercy endures forever. So his mercy's here today. It's new for you and for me. So loss of interest in reading the Bible. Loss of interest in prayer. Should I skip the next one? I'll, I'll skip the next one. I'll go on to the... No. Loss of interest in going to church. 
Loss of interest. Boy, that echoes. I'm going to do this more often. Loss of interest. Really not excited about going to church. Now, there's nothing wrong. Uh, you know, years ago, we I, coming out of the faith, we get, got very legalistic, and you couldn't miss church, and you this, this. Listen, <clears throat> if you got a function, you got a vacation, you got a family thing, you can miss church. There's not too many preachers that say you can miss church. But six weeks later, if you're still at that family function, still on vacation, I can't afford, you know, six weeks of vacation. But if you find that waning, not being interested in attending church anymore, getting involved in church, listen, I go through this. <coughs> Last week or two weeks ago, coming back from vacation, I had to make sure before I even entered behind the pulpit that I was saved. What do you mean? I didn't feel anything. Do you know how many times I stand back here? I don't feel, but I don't go by how I feel. If I went by that every morning, I'd just stay in bed and pull the covers over my head. But you, you walk by faith and not by sight. Another sign of spiritual lethargy is a lack of excitement about spiritual things. A lack of excitement about spiritual things. A lack of excitement about evangelism. Now, I realize, like I said, we all go through seasons in our life, summer, winter, fall, spring, and, you know, sometimes there's a season in the church you're, you know, you have a Tim Tebow season. Then you have a season where you just draw back and you don't do anything. You've got to recognize that as a church, as a believer. Know when to, to get involved, know when to retreat like Jesus did and pray and seek the Father. But if you're finding you're just not, you don't care if your neighbor goes to hell. That's a sign. You don't care those little kids, rugrats, run in the neighborhood. What, what happens to them spiritually, whether they have a calling or a destiny? These are all signs. Now, look at 1 Peter 4. Then we'll end with this and we'll receive communion. And then we'll delve into this a little more next week. I didn't give you this this morning to make you feel bad and put you under condemnation. I'm giving you this so you can examine your hearts. And just, yeah, there's an area in my life I could do better. Well, he says, if we confess our sin, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus Christ. And so that's what we're going to do. We're going to examine our hearts here, and we're going to receive communion, the body and the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. And remember, the body and blood took care of the sin problem. Past took care of the sin problem. Today takes care of the sin problem. Tomorrow. 1 Peter 4. I gave you the scripture when we ended the series here on the latter end. Latter end blessings. 
First Peter chapter four. Be, be good if I got into chapter four. It says, verse seven, but the end of all things is at hand. You think we're in the last days, folks? We're not only in the last days, we're in the last of the last days, I believe. Therefore, Peter said, now who wrote this? The Apostle Peter. It says here in, in New King James, it says, be serious and watchful in your prayers. I think King James says, sober-minded. And above all, have fervent love for one another. That's another sign. Uh, I forgot that one. If you find your love waning for people in general, that's a sign. Of, of, you're sleeping. You're spiritually insensitive. Peter said, be sober-minded. Sober-minded means self-restrained and alert, therefore, in the practice of prayer. One more scripture, Matthew 26. Matthew 26. Well, you say, Pastor Mike, I'm not asleep. I'm awake, especially since that alarm clock went off. That's good. Maybe this doesn't apply to you today, but it will tomorrow. And it will the next day. Matthew 26. And here again, let me read it to you from the Message Bible. Jesus, this is in the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus told them before the night's over, you're going to fall to pieces because of what happens to me. There's a scripture that says, I'll strike the shepherd, helter skelter, the sheep will be scattered. But after I'm raised up, I, your shepherd, will go ahead of you, leading the way to Galilee. Peter broke in. Now, I want you to remember, what scripture did we just read? And what was Peter admonishing us to do? To be what? Sober-minded and what? watchful and alert in the practice of prayer. Okay. He must have got some revelation of that. Why do you think Peter had revelation of being sober-minded and alert and watchful? Well, we'll read it. Here, Peter with his mouth, put foot in his mouth. Peter broke in. Even if everyone else falls to pieces on account of you, I won't. Did he? Yeah. Don't be so sure, Jesus said, this very night before the rooster crows up the dawn, you will deny me three times. Peter protested, even if I had to die with you, I would never deny you. And all the others said the same thing. And Jesus went with them to a garden called Gethsemane and told his disciples, stay here while I go over there and pray. Everyone say pray. Taking along Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, he plunged into agonizing sorrow. Then he said, this sorrow is crushing my life out. Stay here and keep vigil with me. Who's he speaking to? Peter, disciples. Going a little ahead, he fell on his face, praying, My father, if there's any way, get me out of this. But please, not what I want. It's what you want. When he came back to his disciples, he found them sound asleep. And he said to Peter, Do you notice who's he addressing? All the disciples. Who's he talking to? Peter. Peter was a leader. He was a leader. 
Can't you stick it out with me a single hour? Stay alert. Be in prayer so you don't wander into temptation without even knowing you're in danger. See, when you're asleep, I don't think I've ever slept walk. You sleepwalk, you could get in trouble, couldn't you? But if you're awake, you're alert and you know what's coming. Stay alert, be in prayer so you don't wander into temptation without even knowing you're in danger. There's a part of you that is eager, ready for anything in God. How many does that apply to you? Raise your hand. There's a part of you that's eager, ready for anything in God. How many are you ready for anything in God? Okay, then the next sentence says, but there's another part that's lazy as an old dog sleeping by the fire. How many of you are an old? I'm going to raise my hand. I'm not an old dog. Preachers call me an old dog. He then left the second time again. He prayed, my father, if there's, any, if, if there's no other way than this, drinking this cup, I'm ready. Do, do it your way. And when he came back, he again found them sound asleep. They simply couldn't keep their eyes open. This time he let them sleep on and went back a third time to pray, going over the same ground one last time. And when he came back the next time, he said, are you going to sleep on and make a night of it? My time is up. The Son of Man is about to be handed over the hands of sinners. Get up. Let's going. get going. My betrayer is here. Message translation, just a little different. Get up and get going. Get up. No, you don't have to get up. Get going. Did I say anything here today that applied to your life? Now, I could ask, how many of you know that you've sinned and you're, you're spiritually asleep? I'm not going to do that to you because all of you, all of us have areas in our life that we need to wake up. 